Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. It's lovely to add my welcome to that of Andrew's. Um, it's great to see you this morning. Thank you so much for coming out. Now, as Andrew has said, this is a, an all-age service, and so, in time-honoured fashion, if any of the kids would like to come down the front and join me, you are very, very welcome. You're free to bring presents if you'd like to. Bring them down, and you can kind of play with them down here. But there are a couple of things that I would like you to help me with during the talk. So if you'd like to help, why not come on down the front now? Okay, there's a, look at the, this rush. I feel terrified, the, the rush to the front. I will find a way to survive on my own up here. Well, look, we're going to think this morning about a Bible passage which talks about who Jesus is. And to do that, we're going to think about three things that every Christmas day here today will have, I'm confident of. Three things that all of us will enjoy, maybe enjoy, on Christmas day. The first that some of you will already have opened. What's this? It's a present. Brilliant. We're getting into the spirit of it. All right, so we've got a present. We have a cracker. And then the third will remain a mystery just for now. Okay, who would like to come and help me by pulling a Christmas cracker that's not one of my own children? Because we're going to be pulling crackers later. Here we go, Catherine. Is, is someone going to help? I, I feel like there's a weight difference here. If it was tug of war. Ready, one, two, three. Boom. Now, Catherine, here you go. You're not going to be able to help me read this. What's that? Is it a crown? It's a crown. Let's put it there. Okay. Leave the crown there for now. And... Now, you can't read this for me. So, should we read it together? That says, Luke chapter 1, verses 31 to 33. Okay? Thank you for helping me. Do you want to go and sit now? Do you want to take that with you? Come on. Well done. See, the candle might have made Elspeth's Christmas, but I feel that bit of paper will make Catherine's. So, we're going to read Luke chapter 1. Verses 31 to 33. And in this, we're going to discover who Jesus is. If you'd like to, why not turn with me in one of the Pew Bibles? Luke chapter 1. It's on page 1026. And this is the, the famous story. You might already have heard it in an Advent calendar or a Christmas service. In fact, if you were in Sunday school yesterday, I think you were looking at this as well. This is the angel Gabriel announcing to Mary who her son is going to be. So I'm going to read verse 31. And before we read, why don't we pray again and ask God for his help? Let's pray. Father, thanks for your word. Thank you so much that on this Christmas day, we can hear from you and understand about who your son is. Please help us to do that by your Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so verses 31 to 33. Gabriel speaking to Mary. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, do you notice, everyone, that Jesus is given three different names or three different titles there, three ways we can understand who he is. And the first is his name itself. You are to call him Jesus. Now, I'd like another volunteer, someone who can come up and open a present for me. Yes, lady at the back, come on up. Here we go. Come on up and join me here. What's your name? Beth. Beth. Say, 
Say it into the microphone, Beth. 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 Now, Beth, do you know, before we open this, what Jesus means? You didn't know you were going to be quizzed as well, did you? Does anyone know? What does the name Jesus mean? Go on, then, son. God saves. So this present is going to help us understand about God saving. Now, I didn't wrap this, but I'm told that it is very, very delicate, okay? So can you unwrap it really carefully for me? I think it might be really precious. Here we go, let's take the side off. Okay, does it feel quite light? Mm-hmm. That's all? Now, what's in there? Nothing. Nothing? Tell everyone, just so that they know. Nothing. Nothing. It's a disappointing present. But it must mean something. Let's, oh look, if we unfold it, then it's a cross. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, no expense spared. Now why do you think we've got a present that is a cross, Beth? Because Jesus died on the cross. Absolutely. Thank you for helping me. You can go and sit down. Okay, it's a very small little trick, isn't it? It's just an empty box. And yet as we unfold it, we see a cross. We've already thought this morning about how Jesus, the one whom God sends to save, would grow up and he would be a man. And that man would die on a cross. He would die for all of the wrong things that we do. Even today, we wake up speaking autobiographically and we think wrong things in our hearts and we say wrong things with our words. And all of those, God says in his word, deserve his punishment, his anger. And yet Jesus, the saviour, comes so that actually we might not be punished, but we can know God as our father and as our friend. So Jesus is the first thing that tells us about who he is. God saves. He is God's saviour. Do you notice the second thing, though, that Gabriel says to Mary? He says not only will he be called Jesus, he will be great, verse 32, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. Later on in this chapter, in fact, we learn what the Son of the Most High means. In its simplest form, it means he is the Son of God. It's an amazing thought, this little baby in the manger... Well, actually, he is the son of God. So here's the second thing that every day today is going to have, I reckon. And I guess that's going to be a family photo. Hands up if you're having a family photo today. Oh, okay, only a few of you. There there we are. So I can tell my parents that every Christmas day, the family photo we had was just a cruel and unusual punishment. All right, now we're going to do a family photo ourselves. In the modern age, we have a a mobile phone, and uh, we're going to realize an ambition, a, a selfie of the whole church family. Okay? Here's the goal for you social media folk. Now let's see if we can get us all in. Almost. If anyone wants to see this at the end, you can come and, come and see me. Okay, on three, we're going to say Merry Christmas, okay? One, two, three. Merry Christmas! Hooray. A lack, of, a lack of hands in the air. Now why are we taking photos on Christmas Day? Why family photos? Well, one of the reasons I think we have family photos is so that grandmothers can tell their grandchildren, oh, you look just like your dad, or you look just like your mum. Hands up if you've ever heard that to yourself. Everyone, basically. Now, there were no photos in those days, no cameras, no selfie sticks, thankfully, nothing that, that could sort of blight sports events. But when we hear that Jesus is the Son of God, it's telling us that if we want to know who God is, We look at his son. You see, we can't see God, the Father, the one who made all things. But in Jesus, we see what God is like. 
And nowadays, we have something even better than a photo to see Jesus. We have the Bible, we have God's Word. You know, however old we are, whatever we think about Christianity, if you were to take up in your hand just even one of the 66 books in this book in front of you, you could read Luke's Gospel, and it is like a photo of Jesus. It tells us who he is, and we see God. You know, if you were to read this, you would see Jesus living like God doing things that only God can do. He makes people who can't walk, he makes them jump for joy. People who can't speak, they, they sing for praise. People who can't see, their eyes are opened. Even the dead come back to life. And Jesus doesn't just live like God, he loves like God. We heard that yesterday, didn't we? That he's here for the outcast, for the outsider. People who are on the outside of God's family, even people like us. I'm wearing silly clothes and a tie today. I might look relatively smart. But inside, the Bible says I'm someone who naturally just turns my back on God and want nothing to do with him. I am the the great outsider. I'm on the outside of God's family and kingdom. Yet Jesus comes, the Son of God, and he invites someone like me into his family. He invites you into his family. If you're a Christian today, you are part of God's family because of his great son. And if you're someone who's not yet a Christian today and you're looking in and thinking, well, what's all this about? Well, the offer is there for you as well. The son of God come, living like God, loving like God. Okay, so Jesus, God saves, he's God's saviour. He's God's son. And our family photo has helped us with that. But there's one thing that we've not yet covered. And this is where we come to the... uh, the Christmas cracker. Here's a, what did we say this was again? Not a paper hat, it's a crown, okay? It's a pretty pale imitation of a crown. This is Morrison's effort, all right? But we have a crown there. Now, who's been to a panto before? Hands up if you've been to a panto. Ken's been to a panto. Ken, what's the best part about a pantomime? The jokes. Well, I, I can't help you with the jokes, I'm afraid, all right? Um, but it's, it's some of the audience participation. What happens when someone tries to steal something behind one of the main characters? What do you say? Sorry? I, he says, oh my word, Kieran Kelleher, sit yourself down. Shameful. Some of the staff at the Free Church, what, you know, what, what can you expect? All right, people creep up on stuff in pantomimes and steal things. But Kieran there was trying to steal the crown. Now the crown, according to our reading, belongs on the head of Jesus. He's the son of David. He's going to rule on his throne forever. But you know what we do? We've used the word sin today. It's a little bit like what Kieran was just doing there. Not a pantomime villain, but someone who tries to take the crown from Jesus and put it on their own head. See, all of us say, whether we look as ridiculous as me or not, that we want to be king of our own lives. We don't want to let God's king be our king. But Christmas says God's king has come, the king forever. And what we all need to do this Christmas day is take the crown off our head and lay it at the feet of Jesus and say to him, you know, you are my saviour. You are God's son. You are God's king. It's called repenting, turning away from our own sin and trusting in the one who God has sent. And it doesn't matter how old you are, whether really little or considerably more wise in your years, every single one of us is able to and actually commanded this Christmas 
to repent, to believe, to trust, to love, to worship, to bow in front of, and to give our all to this baby who grew to be a man who died, but who even now is alive and is with God as our king. He is king forever, our reading says. So there's who Jesus is today. He's God's saviour. He's God's son. And he's God's king. And he calls us all to worship him and to adore him. We're going to do that as we sing our final carol. But before we do that, why don't I just lead us in a prayer. If you'd like to join me, just bow your heads and we'll pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again this morning, as we already have done, for Jesus, your Son. Thank you that you loved us enough to send him, that he is your saviour, that he takes our sins away and he deals with your anger against us. Thank you that he is your son, the one in who we see you perfectly. And thank you that he is your king, that he's a good king, that he's a gentle king, that he's a loving king that he is a powerful king, and that he is the king forever and ever. Please help us to love him today. And whatever we do for the rest of this day, may we always think of him, may we always love him, and may we always worship and adore him. So, Father, by your Holy Spirit now, come, let us adore this Christ the King. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.